Chapter 21 of Frank Merriwell at Yale, or Freshman Against Freshman. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Frank Merriwell at Yale, or Freshman Against Freshman, by Bert L. Standish. Chapter 21 Roast Turkey. Frank's appearance, with the turkey still in his possession, was hailed with shouts of delight. We didn't know as you would get in, said Jones. I invited some more of the fellows up here, as you see, and we found out that some of the softs seemed to know something unusual was going on. That's right, nodded Rattleton. They were laying for us. Two of them stopped me when I reached York Street. They told me to give up what I had, but I didn't have anything to give up, so they let me go. Then Frank told of his adventure with a person who looked like Professor Grant. That's it, cried Little. That was their game. They were after our turkey. But how did they know we were after turkey? asked Robinson. They must have been told by somebody, said Street. And that means we have a tattler among us, declared Burnham Putnam, old Putt, looking keenly around. The boys looked at each other suspiciously, wondering if there was one of the number who would carry to the softs. To Frank's surprise, he saw that Walter Gordon was there. Jack Diamond was also present. Frank found an opportunity to get close to Dismal and whisper in his ear, great caesar old man why did you invite gordon here i did not then how does he happen to be here he didn't come without an invitation i'm sure of that he was in billy's when i asked put to come here i knew you would like to have put here that's all right well put asked gordon to come along before i could prevent it of course i didn't have the crust to make an objection after that i should say not it's all right but you want to remember that the softs found out something was going on did Gordon come right along after you? No, he said he'd have to go to his room, but he showed up a few minutes after we arrived here. Lots of mischief can be done in a few minutes. Did he know just what was going on here? Well, he knew somebody had gone out into the country to swipe something for a feast. And it is pretty plain that the softs became aware of the same fact. Here is food for reflection, Dismal. You're right. The foragers told of their adventures in capturing the turkey. There was a great deal of laughter over it. Merriwell showed how near he came to getting shot, and it was universally agreed that he was remarkably lucky. Harry told how he had bowled the old farmer over just as the man was about to shoot Frank, and then he convulsed them with laughter by relating the capture of the gun and the chase he had led the hayseed. Robinson said he thought Harry was crazy when he rushed after the farmer in the way he did. I couldn't understand what sort of a game he was up to, said Bandy, and I didn't feel like following him into the jaws of the lion, so I held aloof. I saw him fling his club at the old duffer and saw it knock him down. Then, when I was sure Harry was all right, I legged it. Farmer Baldwin's dog will have a sore head in the morning, smiled Frank. The last crack I gave him stretched him quivering on the ground. Hope it didn't kill the brute. Hope it didn't, shouted Little. I hope it did but I don't want to pay for his old dog. Pay for it? Are you dopey, dafter? What's the matter with you? Why, that man had a spring gun set, and it would have filled you full of shot if you hadn't tripped. He had a right to set a spring gun in his own shed to protect his turkey roost from marauders. The boys stared at Frank in amazement. Say, Merriwell, said Uncle Blossom gravely, you're an enigma. Great poker, the idea of calling us marauders. What else were we? Boys, it is our duty to take him out and hold him under the hose. 
gentlemen said jack diamond who was present you'll have a real lively time if you try to do it i fully agree with mr merriwell that the farmer had a right to protect his property whoa whistled several lads and then they all cried together goodness how the wind blows the boys had come to understand in a measure diamond's chivalric nature and sentiments and it did not seem strange that he should see something improper in stealing turkeys from a farmer but it did appear rather remarkable that merriwell should maintain such an idea after he had taken a hand in the game it must be that you chaps intend to become parsons after you leave college said walter gordon rather derisively and merriwell would pay for the dog if he killed the beast exclaimed uncle blossom how about the turkey i should have thought you'd pay for that i did what that word was a roar and it seemed to leap from the lips of every lad in the room with the exception of diamond and merriwell the boys were all on their feet and they stared at frank with bulging eyes as if they beheld a great curiosity merriwell simply smiled he was quite cool and unruffled well you you paid for the turkey gasped lucy little as if it cost him a mighty effort to get the words out exactly bowed frank how when where i pinned a five-dollar bill to the roost before i laid violent hands on the old gobbler baldwin will find it there in the morning water panted robinson as he flopped down on a chair i think i am going to faint oh think of the beautiful beers that v would have paid for sighed robinson with a doleful shake of his head this is a disgrace on the famous class of umpity eight shouted lewis little we can never wipe it out i fear not said easy street it is really awful and to think merriwell should have done it it would have served him right if that spring gun had filled him with shot excuse these few tears exclaimed blossom who had secretly opened a bottle of beer and saturated his handkerchief with the contents he now proceeded to wring the handkerchief in a highly dramatic manner go ahead laughed frank have all the sport you like over it but i feel easy in my mind Someone proposed not to eat the turkey at all, but there was a dissenting shout at that. Then the bird was taken down into the cellar by three of them and stripped of its feathers. A pan and necessary dishes had been borrowed of Mrs. Harrington, and there was a roaring hardwood fire in the open grate. Harry officiated as cook and set about his duties in a manner that showed he was not a novice, while the other lads looked on with great interest, telling stories and cracking jokes merriwell offered to bet robinson that woman was created before man but bandy was shy scenting a cell however frank kept at him finally offering to let robinson himself decide at length robinson bit and a small wager was made now cried bandy go ahead and prove that woman was made before man you can't do it that's dead easy smiled frank i know you will readily acknowledge that eve was the first maid no i'll be hanged if then robinson stopped short for he saw the point and the others were laughing heartily and applauding the first maid he muttered oh thunder what a soft thing i am you have won merriwell the turkey began to give out a most delicious odor and the boys snuffed the air with the keenest delight how hungry they were how jolly everything seemed there was not one of the party who did not feel very grateful to think he was living that night at last the turkey was done Harry pronounced it done, and it was certainly browned and basted in beautiful style. It was a monster, but there would be none too much for that famished crowd. 
frank and blossom assisted harry in serving there were not enough plates for all but that did not matter they managed to get along right some were forced to drink their beer out of the bottle but nobody murmured the turkey was white and tender and it was certainly very well cooked it had a most delicious flavor and how good the beer was with it how those fellows jollied merrywell because he could not even taste the beer and still they secretly admired him for it he had the nerve to say no and stick to it which they could not help admiring when the turkey was all gone cigars were passed and nearly every one fired up then harry and frank got out a banjo and mandolin and gave the party some lively music it was long after two o'clock but who cared for that nobody thought of the hour if mrs harrington complained in the morning she must be pacified with a peace offering they sang old moses solomon levi bingo and a dozen more there were some fine voices among them finally a quartet was formed consisting of merriwell rattleton diamond and blossom it positively was a treat to hear them sing good-bye my little lady the boats are pushing from the shore good-bye my little lady with brawny arm and trusty oar each man is up and ready i see our colors dancing where sunlit waves are glancing a fond adieu i'll say to you my lady true and fair good-bye good-bye my lady sweet good-bye my little lady good-bye good-bye again we'll meet so here's farewell my lady oh those old college songs how they linger in the memory how the sound of them in after years stirs the blood and quickens the pulse and never can other songs seem half so beautiful as those it was after two when the party broke up but it was a night long to be remembered End of chapter twenty one